All right, welcome everybody to the first episode of the Basement Ballers podcast. My name is Kareem. My name is Ibrahim. And this is uh, the first episode of our very own soccer podcast. And yeah, we both are pretty big soccer fans. <laughs> He's uh, kind of uh, on the level I'm of insanity. A, I'm, a bit, uh, I'm a bit insane, man. I can't lie. Yeah, but uh, I th- we felt like basically a lot of our conversations revolved around football or revolved around sports in general. We said, okay, why don't we just try out a podcast for a little while and see how that goes. Maybe you guys can engage with us and, and uh, share with us your opinions. And We're going to have a grand old time, guys. Grand old time. Very we got to make this nice shit live. Very nice time. So first, we're going to start off with a little bit of introduction. So again, my name is Kareem, and uh, I, we are both Lebanese. We're cousins, actually. And uh, I probably started watching soccer around 2006 World Cup. That was my first ever ex- like like viewing experience of soccer. But I wasn't super consistent on it. I watched soccer. I was kind of cheering for Italy at the time, but I was still a kid, right? It wasn't until like a, a couple years ago where I really started getting back into it and saying, okay, you know what, honestly, like... This sport is just a lot of fun to keep up with. The fans, the culture is just really amazing to to experience. So I felt like, okay, I want to start watching soccer a lot more. Yeah, for me, it's um, I mean, I've been playing soccer my whole life essentially, and um, I started watching because my dad would show me Messi clips when I was like four or five years old so like 2007 eight whatever so yeah i've been a barca fan because it does you guys can see the little tifo i got back here and uh yeah soccer affects me more than affects Karim. i'd say i actually get like i like i cry get mad destroy like shit when i'm mad so like it's a it affects me a lot it affects me a lot i love this game yeah, but I think that's kind of like a lot. What a lot of people experience around the world is that like soccer is a, is a sport that induces the most emotion, and I think that's what's so great about it. But um, yeah, who knows? Maybe over time I'll start being a little bit more emotional. I don't think so because this guy's kind of an insane person. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> talk about that actually very soon. Very soon. That's the second segment of our uh, podcast today. We're gonna be talking about the Clasico. Um, but yeah, so I cheer for Liverpool as you can see, LFC uh, Nike shirt. Um, I cheer for Liverpool mainly because of Hamas Salah. He's one of my favorite players. So that's kind of, I feel like that's how a lot of us get into the teams that we like. We, we pick a player and then we start watching, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of what it was like for me. I just really enjoyed watching him play. And then slowly I started cheering for Liverpool. Um, but if I was going to talk about my favorite players, I think number one is Neymar. Neymar has been my favorite since 2014. Like I just always loved the way he played. So I, I followed Neymar a lot. And then uh, CR7. Ronaldo, and then, yeah, because Ronaldo's just like a family, I think he's a family favorite. That's probably why I cheer for Ronaldo. Yeah, it's definitely a family favorite. I'm the op in the family. I'm the only, you know, Messi fan. Everyone's a Real fans, you know, love Ronaldo. I'm a favorite player to go with what he was saying. Me, it's Messi, always been Messi. I have a lot of favorite players. I like Mahrez. I like Mbappe a lot. I like, I respect Ronaldo, obviously. I can't stand his fans, you know? I get. I can't lie, like him winning the Messi winning the World Cup was um, amazing for me. Like me, it's just it's a huge thing. Yeah, maybe maybe you guys will be treated to a, a couple of uh, clips of Brahim watching Messi win the World Cup later. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, definitely a crazy thing. But yeah, I respect all types of fans. I respect all types of fans. Me, it's um, as mentioned earlier, Barcelona is number one. Will always be number one, even though Messi left. Even though we've been bantered terrible for like. You know, six years probably since since the last time I won the Champions League. Just, you know, Roma, Liverpool, Bayern, just, I don't know. Yeah. Barca's always been everything to me. And then after that, I have my English team. That's my second team. It's Arsenal. I started watching Arsenal. Funnily enough, I started watching them in 2016 when they weren't good. So I don't know why I actually chose them instead of like Chelsea or Man City. Don't ask me why. But 
I'm reaping the benefits for it now, man. Top of the league. You know, eight points clear. You know how it is. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So, uh, those are just a couple of simple introductions for us as soccer fans. And we just wanted to uh, kick right off into like the main topics for today. And we're going to start off with talking about the classical, which we just finished watching literally. And mm-hmm. we're coming here to film. So the ideas are still fresh in our mind and we're ready to talk about it. So Raheem, because you're such a huge Barcelona fan, hit us with the facts. Yeah, man, I can't lie. This game, playing Madrid in, in the Camp Nou, always is stressful. I don't know why it's like when we play them at the Bernabeu, I never get stressed. It's just like whenever we play them at the Camp Nou, it's something. Like today, we were, what, nine points clear heading into this game. The issues is we had injuries, though. The one thing I'll say is that when we miss Pedri, man, we're just so, we're not, well, we don't, like, one, he's like, he's, it's kind of like Messi. You know how we used to be Messi dependent was the term? We're Pedri dependent now. Pedri doesn't play. We're not that good. We don't really tend to control anything. We're not, like, we've been scraping a lot of one zeros recently. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the thing. Now, Going into this game, I had hopes because I can't take Madrid seriously. I swear, my issue is that the rest of the world fears them so badly for I don't know what reason. Like, the point is, is we uh, we had a lot riding on this game, the league title, which we haven't won in since 2019, I believe. That was the last league title we had. So, yeah, winning that last minute, Kessier, like, was... I was so mad when we signed them at the beginning of the season as well. Like he reminded me of when we signed Vidal and Paulinho. It's like, yeah, they're good players, but like, are they Barca players? That's that's my thing. I remember when uh, Xavi subbed Kessie on. Brahim was just like, well, not this guy again. It's because because uh, Kessie is good. Don't get me wrong. Is is that like? I don't know, man. It's like, but we don't have many options because Xavi, for some reason, it's like when Coleman would never play Ricky Puig, Puig, however you say his name. He's not playing Paolo Torre. Yeah, he's young, but like Gavi's younger than Paolo Torre. Like play, I don't know, man. There's a thing like when he needs to get more minutes. Nico Gonzalez is on loan. I can't wait to get him back. But the thing is with our midfield is when Pedri's out, well, Busquets, don't get me started on Busquets. We don't have an option. We have to bring on Kessie. Now he's doing his thing recently. He scored the winning goal now. He did score, well, it was an own goal by Militao, I believe. Like he pretty much made the goal when we beat them in the Copa del Rey two weeks ago. So... He's doing the thing. Like, I have a love-hate relationship with him. He does his thing. It's just, like, there's just something I can never be, like, fixated on with him. I don't know. Like, he's, like I told you, he's like a Paulinho. Like, I'm sure in, like, two, three years' time, I'm going to look back on him and be like, oh, I miss Kessier, or, like, when we had Kessier. Because Paulinho was the same thing. I was pissed when we signed him. But then, like, now I look back on it, and I was like, man, Paulinho was actually nice. He was, like... I don't know. It's fair enough. I mean, I think, for whatever reason, Real Madrid is just having a hard time in La Liga this season. Or either that or the competition that they're facing in the Champions League is just not up to par. Now, obviously, as a Liverpool fan, it hurts me to say this, but Liverpool played, like, absolute dog shit against Real Madrid in the Champions League. So, like, maybe that's why it just elevates Real Madrid on that level of, like, wow, they're so good. But for whatever reason, Barca has figured them out. I mean, what, is this the third time in a row that they've beaten them? Yeah, we beat them We beat them in the Super Copa, the final. We beat them 1-0 two weeks ago in the Copa del Rey. Now we beat them today. But here's the thing. I t- I told you, I've told you this quote lots of times. Thierry Henry said, said it one time, and it's true. It's like every European team fears Real Madrid except Barca. Because the thing is, like, we can be terrible, we can be this, but Barca ne- are never scared of Madrid. The thing with Madrid, this is why they won the Champions League last year. Because if you look at who, who they played... 
PSG, Chelsea, Man City, then Liverpool. All of them played better than Madrid in all those games. And Madrid just have this thing where, like, first of all, most teams just shit their pants when they play them. Second of all, Madrid just has pedigree, man. It, it, like, it's Madrid. They've won the Champions League 14 times. Like, it's it's the it's the biggest team in the world. I mean, as a Barca fan, I hate saying it. But, like, they are the biggest team in the world. Like, you can't deny it. That's the thing. But, like, they're not actually, like, great. And I keep telling my non, like, like whoever doesn't watch Madrid or Barca, I keep telling them, like, Madrid isn't as nice as you think. Like, even when they play Liverpool, like, yeah, they won 5-2, but they're not as nice as you think. It's just mm -hmm. the whole world just is scared of them. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. I feel like, I mean, obviously, Liverpool hasn't had the most amazing season, and especially if you're, when you're comparing it to the last few years. But, like, you can if you watch the game, you notice Liverpool is playing scared. They don't know what to do. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. Vinicius Jr. is just running wild on the, uh, on the left wing, like, destroying Arnold. So, I don't know. It's, it's for whatever reason, it's, it's a Liverpool thing. It's, it's just... An issue we have, or it's the fact that like Real Madrid has a switch that they just activate during the Champions League. Whatever the reason is, they haven't been able to replicate that same kind of like, like especially I don't know, like they haven't been able to replicate that same kind of vibe in the in La Liga this year. It's because I, the issue that I think with Champions League La Liga is is first of all La Liga because it's thirty eight games, you have to consistently be winning games obviously to win a league. The Champions League, the thing is with it is that and even Zidane said this when they three peated, which is wild to say Zidane said winning the league is harder than the Champions League because the Champions League you don't have to be good to actually win it necessarily like obviously you have to be like good you can't be shit and win the Champions League but like you don't have to be at your 100% to actually win the Champions League. like Madrid were basically terrible for 95% of the game against PSG both legs they still won because Benzema scored a hat-trick in 10 minutes Chelsea uh, Chelsea they were uh, they beat them 3-1 the first leg then second leg they were down 3-0 at the Bernabeu but then they still ended up winning because it's like Madrid just like that. They have to, like this this switch because in the Liga you have to be consistent always. In the Champions League you can have because Benzema came into the Liverpool game and he was injured, like he was slightly injured. But for like one or two games you can handle it. But in a league, mm -hmm. and you're seeing that because because you look at Benzema this year, he's been battling injuries and they don't have any backups for Benzema. Even like their attack, like I've said this, Madrid has a good team, but like they have a lot of holes that they're not plugging because most of their team is above thirty as well. Because mm -hmm. if you look at their midfielders that they're still relying on heavily. Modric is 37. Cruz is 34. Yeah, they have Valverde, who plays as like a right winger slash midfielder. They have him, who's young. They have Camavinga, stuff like that. But Madrid's team is not consistent enough this year anyways to win the league. And they've benefited the last three years from having Atletico Madrid and Barca be not really great. I know Atletico Madrid won the league two years ago, but they haven't been that good and neither have Barca, which has benefited Madrid. Not, not taking away from like the leagues they've won, but mm -hmm. if Barca was as good as they were in 2017-18, Madrid wouldn't have won probably one of those leagues. Mm -hmm. that, that's the nature of it. Mm -hmm. Like They've had plugs they've needed to plug in for the long... Like That Champions League win basically convinced people that they're nicer than they are. They haven't realistically been that great since Ronaldo left, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the scary things as a Madrid fan... I'm not a Madrid fan, but... I'm just speaking on behalf of Madrid fans, possibly, is that what you said is true. Like, their players are getting old. Like, you got some nice young players. You got Valverde. You got Chumeni. These are nice young players, nice talents. But you have, like, your main pieces, Modric, Benzema, Cruz. These three guys are so pivotal to your team. Mm -hmm. But, like, for example, I don't I don't know if I see Benzema on Real Madrid next year. No, Benzema, Benzema unless he retires, Benzema's not playing at any... I don't think Benzema plays at any other team besides Madrid. I think the only team he could play for is he might go back to Lyon for a year because that's where he actually started mm -hmm. off, like, his academy, everything like that. But no, Benzema would not play for anyone else in Madrid than mm -hmm. Madrid in Europe. Besides maybe Lyon, that's it. He's, he's like that. He's too committed to them. Mm -hmm. And plus, the, the, amount of, the amount of disrespect he's had over the years by Madrid fans, and by pretty much every fan, they disrespected him so badly. Then after Ronaldo left, you can see that like he's nice. He's like a Giroud in a way. I mean, 
Benzema is obviously better than Giroud, but Giroud, the thing is, like, they're those type of players that, like, you'll never actually realize, like, how good they were, their impact they had until, like, it's kind of too late in a way. And mm. I'm not saying it's too late because, you know, he won the Ballon d'Or. He did win a Champions League without Ronaldo stuff. But it took people for Ronaldo to leave, all that, to actually see Benzema's value in a way. Mm. No, I feel that, no, for sure. I mean, and they're obviously going to miss him. Now, him leaving, though, creates space for some new talent to show up. And I know a lot of people are obviously talking about this a lot, especially watching PSG play the last couple of weeks. Probably ever since the World Cup. Honestly, PSG has been so shit ever since the World Cup. Mm. But, like, I think the obvious replacement mm. is, is Mbappe. I don't know, but the move he pulled during the summer was kind of... I don't know. My thing with Mbappe is that the Madrid fans basically... I mean, a lot of them... Like, you don't say no to Mbappe. Mm. You obviously don't say no to him. But the thing is with, like... What he did by basically renewing a PSG, he was, he's, he was twerking for Madrid for the last two years to just basically tell them, yeah, no, I'm staying at PSG. It's kind of like, like he could still go there, but he's not going to have like, there's going to be more pressure on him. Plus, he's not going to have like as much of goodwill, I'd say. Now, he is the obvious replacement. PSG's whole project needs to, just needs to blow because I think realistically that whole team, like the whole front three, except maybe Neymar, I think Mbappe is leaving like this summer mm -hmm. and Messi for sure is going to, I think Messi goes back to Barca 100% this summer, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, the obvious replacement would be Mbappe, but I did mention this to you um, before, I'm pretty sure. There's, um, I keep forgetting how to say his name, the Napoli guy, Farash Fana. Oh, like Farash Felia? Yeah, him. Yeah. Him. He's, well, his agent came out, said he's a big a big Madrid fan. His dad's come out, said he's a big Madrid Like, for me, that's like the obvious player, but granted, he is a he's left a winger. winger. He's a winger, and you have Vinicius. Like, I don't know. There are players that Madrid can get because I think your biggest hole is probably your attack because if Benzema gets injured, Who's the striker to replace him? There's the young guy. His name's Alvarado. There's him. He's young. He's like 18, 19. There is... Like, he scored in the... um When they drew 1-1 to Atletico Madrid like a month ago, he scored the tying goal. But he's young. You don't really want to put all that pressure on him. And then besides that, your attack has consisted of what? Asensio, who's not great. Rodrigo, who's like... He's good, but I don't know if he could be a starter. He seems like, yeah, like, like he hasn't shown me enough to be like, okay, this guy's starter. a starting talent. Now, he does have potential. I think that he's had a clutch him, moment. a couple of years. Yeah. But I don't know if like a, like a team like Real Madrid would be willing to invest in that couple of years, right? Yeah. Because I think overall, but the thing as well, now, Barca and Madrid don't, have to, don't suffer from it a lot because they are the biggest teams, among the biggest teams in the world. But the thing is that the league as a whole, La Liga's gone so down since like, since Ronaldo, but it kind of went down since Ronaldo left, but especially now that Messi left. Like, basically, the league president, Tebas, you know, the worst president I've ever seen. Basically, he's if you look at the Premier League, teams like, you know, Bournemouth, Brighton, these, like, you know, teams, like, I'm not, like, I don't want to sound like, you know, elitist, but, like, you know, quote-unquote smaller teams, you could say, are spending, like, millions, like, 40, 50 million on players, and, like, La Liga, no, Sevilla, Valen like, these quote-unquote big teams in the Liga can't even spend a third of that because the league is just cash strapped mm -hmm. that's the thing because madrid and Bar like barca had to activate economic levers last year. now barca are just in a lot of debt but madrid is in a lot of debt too that's what people don't realize madrid's debt isn't as bad as barca's but madrid has a lot of debt too atletico madrid atletico madrid a lot of teams like the issue only because it's barca because barca is like you know a big name but the whole thing that they couldn't register players a lot of the liga teams couldn't register players last year as well but the issue is that the president, instead of trying to fix his league, he's trying to antagonize Barca by saying basically, "Oh, well, the only team who can sign Mbappe is Real Madrid. Um, got, we, we don't want, we want to rescind Gavi's registration because blah 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 blah." It's like he's just ruining the league, and that's the issue. And with Barca right now, my thing is like, 
The project for me, since it's like you could say year one of the Chavi project, because last year he came in halfway through the season, it's gone better than I expected because, well, after today's game, we're 12 points clear with, I think, 11 games to go. Like, we're pretty much probably going to win the league. My thing is that, I don't know, it means it's Europe. Like, honestly. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so I thought it would be kind of fun given the nature of, like, you know, the classic road to go through a combined 11 for this season. Now, obviously, I know how, how you feel about certain players, but we're going to talk about it anyway, give, give you guys our perspective, and yeah. then maybe you guys in the comments can, can tell us what you think about the mm -hmm. combined 11 between Real Madrid and Barcelona. This is strictly based on this season alone, okay? So, um, yeah. You want to give yours first? I think, I think we talk position by position. So, so we have to keep in mind, goalie. and keep in mind also the obviously fully healthy everything. Fully healthy, no, no, we, we include Pedri. We yeah, like yeah. you know everybody healthy, healthy is he, they're 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 going to be considered. Fully and healthy. I say we start we we'll consider a four three three formation. Yeah, we'll start from the goalie. So goalie. I think that this this is a place where I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I think Ter Stegen uh, is is the yeah this year, yo post hair transplant Ter Stegen is probably the best in the world along with Allison. I think I, don't, I think only the only, only the only keeper in the world who's better than Ter Stegen this year has been Allison. I can't think of anyone else. Honestly. Yeah, and you know what's, what's weird about Allison is that like because his team is playing so bad, it's really like people like you don't notice it as much. Yeah. No, he's great. But Ter Stegen, like like how many six clean? How many six clean? How Bro, many Ter Stegen, I think Barca have kept nineteen clean sheets in the first twenty five games. That's like right. a record. Like Ter Stegen, and he's outperforming because based on like XG stuff like that, Barca should have conceded twenty goals this year. Mm. I think that we've only conceded I think eight or nine in the league. Yeah, no, they're doing great. He's outperforming his XG a lot. That's yeah. the thing, and like he's because like I mentioned earlier, we've been winning. A lot of games 1-0 recently. Like we won 1-0 against Athletic Bilbao, 1-0 against Madrid in the Copa del Rey, 1-0 against um I think it was uh Valencia. Mm -hmm. We've been winning 1-0 against a, a lot of teams. That's the thing. So I'd say yeah, Ter Stegen. Yeah, so He's like again, like you were to consider overall, it's mm -hmm. it's really hard to put Ter Stegen over Courtois. But this season alone, I think Ter Stegen takes it. <sighs> Yeah, well, no, this season for sure. I mean, overall, even then, I I think there is an argument. Like, so? it's not like well, it's not like like completely. because because if you say Courtois, I wouldn't disagree with you. But then mm -hmm. again, I don't think you should say like Ter Stegen doesn't have a claim because no, Ter Stegen for like Ter Stegen, especially during the Valverde era, which people tend to overlook because they just look at basically the European failures that we had under him. But like. When Valverde was coached, the La Ligas, we were winning. Yeah, we were good, but we were being carried heavily by Messi and Ter Stegen. Ter Stegen mm -hmm. would save our ass in a lot of those games. And Barca fans will know this. Ter Stegen, basically, I'd say probably before COVID, like before 2020, Ter Stegen was amazing. Mm -hmm. Then after that, for like two, three years, he wasn't good. Then man, he came, went to Turkey, got a hairline, and yo, that's it. That's he's been it. kicking that's ass, it. man. Bro, they need a drug test. That's <laughs> bro, what kind of yeah, drug test are that's right. And then um, we can go right back for now. So if we're going to go based on this season, who's been playing right back for Barca, it's been Kunde for the it's most Kunde. part. Now, Kunde and Carvajal, I, I would go Kunde. I would go Kunde too. I, I mean, Carvajal like, is like... Yo, know, Carvajal, obviously five Champions League. You know, amazing, like he's, but he's getting older. He's getting older. You can tell. Um, he's kind of like... I mean, I don't know. We, if you guys watched today's Classical, he was kind of doing a lot of flip-flopping around. Mm -hmm. I feel like Kunde does a lot in the back. Like, he's really mm -hmm. good. He also he pushed forward a lot today. Mm -hmm. I think he's been overall been playing better. He, ha he he's has playing been better, better on a team that's doing better, to be fair. But, yeah, I mean, the he's defense, part of the reason. Well, the stats back it up. Like I said, the, the defense that Barca has right now is the best in Europe. Exactly. It's the best no, in Europe, exactly. I'm pretty sure. So, for me personally, so then even... Okay, so I think Kunde over Carvajal, and I think a lot of people would agree. Mm -hmm. But and even I think even center-back-wise, I think it's really hard to ignore... Araujo is in. Like, mm -hmm. he, he walks into that shit. Araujo's in... Now, between Christensen, Militao, Rudiger. Now, okay. 
I'm gonna say it like this. I'm not gonna disagree with anyone who wants to put uh, Rudiger Militao over Christensen. I won't disagree because if I say Christensen, it's gonna look like I'm it's biased. Gonna, yeah, yeah. But what I will say is that Christensen was a free signing, and a lot of and the Chelsea fans, a lot of them were basically saying that like. Well, this was the funny thing is they're basically saying we're giving Barca our scraps, Christensen for free, and we're gonna get Kunde, mm-hmm. which yeah, didn't yeah, that yeah that didn't happen, happen, did it? But the thing is, and a lot of people were saying, oh, Madrid got the better defender, but the thing is, Rudiger hasn't like Christensen's been outperforming Rudiger this year, and and defensively, and also Christensen was free. Rudiger cost him I think thirty or forty million. So mm-hmm. I would, based on those criteria, I would put Christensen. Now I'm not gonna disagree with anyone who puts Militao or Rudiger. This is just based on my opinion, mm-hmm. obviously. So. That's what I would say. I don't know if you like would agree or disagree, but those are basically my criteria. I think it. it's that that it, it becomes tough because you're really considering because because we put the criteria of this season, we're only mm-hmm. really considering this season. Now, obviously, if I was to say like, oh, you're talking about last season, whatever. Yeah, I oh, think Militao yeah. like yeah. like Militao goes. In, yeah, Militao like he, he walks goes, into yeah. that that start yeah. that uh, combined eleven. He does. Yeah, but this season, I'm not like like I'm not mad to put Christians in it mm-hmm. because of just how dominant I feel Barca has been in the back. Yeah, exactly. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Now, if you go left back, so we would put either, well, not Alba, because Alba's not starting that much. So it would be Balde against probably who, Ferlon Mendy. Who else plays that left back from Madrid? Ferlon Mendy. Not just been playing. I mean, David Alaba can play there, but either way, I think Balde outperforms all of them as well. Ferlon Mendy's been injured for a decent like amount of times this year. And I've been seeing a lot of, like, on like on Twitter, social media, I've been seeing some Madrid fans, like, calling for him to be dropped. So, like, I don't know. Like, I don't watch every Madrid game, obviously. Mm-hmm. I keep up. But I have been seeing calls to, like, drop Mendy that, like, they should probably, like, get hot, like, recruit probably better left-back stuff. Now, obviously, I'm not a Madrid fan, so I can't tell you to 100% if, like, he has been bad. I can tell you for sure, though, Balde's been better than every one of them. I, th- I think okay, so I think, yeah, I think, again, it's really hard, like, because... I don't think that uh, Nacho or Furlan Mendy have been like that outstanding to be or consistently or playing consistent, as well. Yeah, like consistently consistent playing they as Balde has mm-hmm. for Barcelona. So I think yeah, I think literally the back line is just a clean sweep for. for I Barcelona. think back line. I think we're yeah back line for me. I think well maybe you could you can debate one of the center backs, but I think right back goalie and then left back. You I don't think those can really be debates because mm-hmm. like now where it gets. Spicy. Yeah, midfield is very hard because, okay, so we would do a 4-3-3, so we'd have, like, um, a DM and then two number eights, right? It's like Mm -hmm. we'd have, like, a, like, you know, CDM, two number eights. So, you're basically going to have that. Listen, man, you know me when it comes to Busquets. Busquets, no, no, Busquets is, like... I don't know because, okay, so if you're going to play... It depends if you put Busquets or De Jong. Now, me, if I'm going to say... So, if I were to compare, you take Busquets, De Jong, who can play there, and then you take um, Kamavinga, Chouamini, all of them... I'm not putting Busquets because for every nice ass pass Busquets can give you, he can also give you some shit. He almost he, he, he almost cost a goal today. You remember goal, that? Yeah. Like he just doesn't he's doesn't seem as like he's not like what he was, man. That, he that's doesn't the seem thing. as do, like as strong as he is like in that position. He seems like he's really just like I don't know like. Fuck it. <laughs> it's because Busquets, man, he try, I feel like he tries to play too, like, lax. He, feels yeah. like he has the ball. He tries to do a little, there's like... No, there's no urgency in his play. Like, like yeah, it's very, like, it's very you lazy. You can tell he's old. Like, it's very I mean? late. No, it's not even that he's like, old. Like, go to Japan, bitch. It's, like, it's done. Like, it's not even that he's old. Busquets has always been like that, but... But the thing is, Busquets had Iniesta and Xavi when he was in his prime. Do yeah. you have Iniesta and Xavi now? No. no. Of course not, of course not. Xavi's but I mean, obviously, he was he was an amazing player. In he right still here, is. Yeah. No, no, Busquets is still, doubt of doubt, in my opinion, the best CDM of all time. All time, you know. Really? 
But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think, think now a really no. strong argument for that. So what? But, I, okay, so but so then for Madrid, you're really looking at I think Camavinga. I think you know what I or think. Too many. I think you'd put Camavinga. Yeah. Honestly, Camavinga. The thing is with him is the every time I see him play. Like, man, a lot of, especially, like, when I would see last year, I know we're talking about this year. I'm just talking, like, this year he's done it too, but last year as well. It's like, whenever Madrid were, like, down and needed something, you'd put Camavinga there, and he would, like, he does a job. He's good. And he's he, good. people he's, need to remember, he's, bro, he's, he's, tw- he's 20 starting or playing yeah. a lot of minutes for the biggest team in the world. Like, and he's 20. No, like, he's, no, no. He, he's, he's not really, easy. Like, he's, he's nice. He rises to the occasion. He's nice. He provides a, re- a lot of energy. Mm. He's all over the place, you feel. Like, he's you know nice. what I mean? So, I think, I think that's really hard, like, I think Camavinga walks into mm-hmm. the, like that DM position for our combined eleven. Like it's I easy. think now the issue is that because De Young, I wouldn't class as a as a DM because the thing is with De Young, De Young, he's a ball carrier. Yeah, like he plays like he kind of plays the number eight role. Mm-hmm. Like he, he plays like a, a box. He plays kind of like a hybrid of a six and an eight because he's not a traditional like number. He's not a Pedri, for example. That's like a traditional number eight, but he's not a number six. Like he's not a DM. He's a ball carrier now. Yeah. Based on that criteria, I can't put De Jong in the midfield. I'd have to... My midfield would be Kamavinga, Pedri, and Modric. I think that's my midfield right there. Kamavinga, Pedri, and Modric. I think that's what I would do in midfield. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Modric has had, like, a pretty great season so far. Obviously, his World Cup campaign speaks for itself. He was mm-hmm. just basically... He was, he was Croatia's team. Like, everything was running through Modric. Mm. He, he's just so he's nice ever, to watch. He's evergreen, man. He's so nice to watch, this guy, man. And you know what? He, I think, yeah. I think there's nobody... Like, Pedri is an easy pick. Like, yeah, no, you have to put Ali, you have to put one Barca midfielder in there. Yeah, now, yeah. as much as I love Gavi, I can't, I can't justify putting no, Gavi not, not, over. No, yeah, no, no, no. you can't, you can't put Gavi in there. Like, yeah, the only Barca midfielder who goes in there to me is Pedri because yeah. if we're gonna go based on DM, you would pay, you would put Busquets over, you know, Camavinga, Chouamini. I think Camavinga, Chouamini are better mm-hmm. right now because like Busquets, as much as I love him, I think he's somewhat washed to be honest. No, no, I mean he is, but I'll do. And like, yeah, Pedri, and then you have to put Maji. You can't like even as much as I, I am a Barca fan, I can't deny that. Now no. attack. This is okay. Now this okay. is. Let's start. Let's start with the easy one. Left wing. Left wing is get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of the way. Vinicius. Another. He's having another great season. He's probably Vinicius, gonna be yeah. in like not. I don't think he'll win the Ballon d'Or, he, but he'll be in contention. He'll be. I think at least. Top I don't five. think they put him in team of the season as well. He wasn't even a team of the season player this year. Like when they made the team of the season for like the for twenty twenty two or whatever, like UEFA. I don't think he was included in it. Who was the left wing? I don't know, but it wasn't Vinicius. I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. Was it Mbappe? I don't know what it was actually, but point is, bro. He's, I mean, I hate Vinicius so much. He's so fucking. He's kind of like he's annoying. He's the player. He's a player he's you annoying, like man. when he's on your team. Yeah, but you don't like like you pisses you off. Yo, like, I'm watching. Look. I watch him today, yeah. and I'm like, wow, amazing player. Whatever. I watch him against Liverpool. I'm like, bro, fucking die. Leave me alone. The, the way Madrid fans view Vinicius is the way I used to view Suarez. Yeah. Suarez, is, it was the same thing. He's like the type of player that like when you he's not on your team, you can't stand it because he flops all the time, he complains all the time to the ref and stuff yeah. like that. But he's just so good, and like he's, he's so a player good. you want on your team. Yeah. That's Vinicius because I can understand why Madrid fans love Vinicius yeah, yeah. because he's fucking obnoxious. He's so annoying, but he's yeah. good. The thing is, he backs it up. He's very good. He's very good. He's That's very good. what he's that, so deadly with his right foot. Like he's amazing, man. He's, he's fast he's and very I, quick. I remember I used to make fun. I remember I made a bet. I remember with one of my friends back in the day, this is when they played Liverpool in 2021 in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Uh, this is when Vinicius was still very hit and miss because he used to start off, he, he was a winger basically where like all pace, all skill, no finishing, no mm-hmm. end product, nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember I told my friend, I made a bet, like I made like a little joke bet with him. I'm like, man, I bet you like ten dollars, right? If Vinicius even scores one goal like this game, I'll give you ten bucks. I'm like that. He ended up scoring two goals. <laughs> no, he's 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 the kind of player. So first of all, like. Like, his stats are amazing, don't get me wrong, but you really have to watch him to appreciate what he does because the way that he just, like, spaces that you think he can't get in, he'll get in, yeah. right? Passes you think he can't make, he, he's a great yeah, passer, he's good. right? He's, he's a, he has a nice finesse shot. Like, he's he's I, a really, like, there's, a very, I, I can barely think of anybody on the left wing today. Yeah, I wouldn't. Like, is, is I wouldn't. I think, yeah, I think the only winger you can compete with him in the world right now, you could put... Martinelli for Arsenal has been great. Yeah, the guy from Napoli. I, I keep forgetting how to say his name. Kvarshvelia. Sure that's how you say it. You could put like a decent amount of wingers, but no, I think. If you want to include Rashford as a left winger, yeah, him. But like there aren't really many left wingers you can compete with Vinicius in the yeah. world anyway. So yeah. that's a lock. I no, I mean, yeah, Rashford, no. Rashford has been, in terms Listen. of his success this season, obviously to get off topic a little bit, in terms of his success this season, he's been playing on the left. Well, but still, yeah. he's not He's Whoa. not like... We'll get on that yeah, after. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Premier League after this. But anyway, so left wing. Vinny, it's easy. Striker. Striker. This is very debatable. This is a hard one. This is because, hard yo, one. listen, 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 listen. Lewandowski uh, pre-World Cup was amazing. Yeah. Lewandowski post-World Cup has not been good. Like today, even today, he was yeah. just doing some, like, really questionable shit. Like... He did say, he did like a you know hockey assist you could say for the um for, for the, the winning goal because yeah. he did the back heel to ball day yeah. and stuff so, but it's just like it's going like even when we played Athletic Bilbao last week there's a lot of stuff like goals like moments like you think he should be scoring because a player of his caliber should be scoring but yeah. he's just not doing it so yeah. post World Cup Lewandowski's been not great now yeah. Benzema this year hasn't been that great either so. I, no, I I disagree. I think I think in La Liga he hasn't been like wow. Yeah. And Champions League he's been good. He did score what three goals in the Liverpool tie. Mm. He scored two in Anfield, one at the Bernabeu. So mm. he ha- he has been good Champions League wise. But I think it's not really through his fault. Like okay, if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say probably Benzema. Yeah. Because I think Benzema take out like injuries. And I know it's very like it's a very like annoying thing to say. Like it, Benzema basically when he's playing is better than Lewandowski. I think this year he's been better than Lewandowski. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think because yeah. he offers you a bit more than Lewandowski because his hold up play, playmaking, everything is a bit better. Now, Lewandowski, you could say, is probably a bit a better finisher, but mm-hmm. like, I think overall, overall, right now, I would say he's more helpful to the team. Yeah, he is he's more helpful because he can, he drops tar- deep, yeah. he can like help carry the play. I yeah. think I'd probably say Benzema. Agreed. Okay. Now, right wing, the right. Miller. Right wing. So basically, what I have. And obviously, this is arguable because Valverde plays sometimes. No, 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 no. Dembele. Even if Dembele. Word. (laughs) Because, okay. No Madrid win. No Madrid player goes on the right wing. You could, it's either between Dembele and Rafinha for me now. Rafinha's been great recently, but to me, Dembele's just like, man, he just like... Dembele's got some sauce. Like he, bro, if Dembele played in... This is what was annoying me. If he played that game we played against the Madrid in the Copa del Rey, with the amount of space they were leaving him behind, but we could have won that shit like 4-0. Yeah. That's the thing with them, but the difference between him and Rafinha is that Rafinha... He's very good. His finishing is better. He's like, I'd say maybe a bit more clinical, but like Dembele's skill. Plus, he's both feet. He's pacey. Everything is just like. I think a lot of people agree. Nice. I think the only thing that Dembele has in in like that kind of it goes against him is sometimes is his, his consistency. His consist his like his pa- his, his pa- I'd say because okay, if you look at he was the top playmaker in La Liga last year, but the thing is a lot of his like assists are like you know crosses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's good, but I think Dembele a lot of times like he is frustrating to watch sometimes because. He's basically what I want. He, Vinicius is what I want Dembele to be. Mm-hmm. Like, Vinicius is a bit better than Dembele to me because Vinicius added finishing to his game. Dembele still has to add a bit more finishing to his game, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. But 
So yeah, that would be a combined level. What I you'd think, say? Yeah. So Sorry, that would so be. Let's start. We, let's recap their combined eleven. So, so in goal, we have Ter Stegen. Well, a clean sweep of probably Barca on defense, or would you put Militao? Yeah, no, no, I, I would, I would clean t- today. Clean sweep. I'm yeah. saying as today, of today, clean sweep the clean defense sweep, for Barca. So it's, it's Ter Stegen, right back is Koundé. Uh, two center backs are Christensen and, and uh, Araujo. Araujo. Left back, left Balde. back is Balde. And then midfield we have Camavinga, uh, Camavinga as Pedri. a DM. Pedri and, and Modric. Modric. And then Benzema, Vinicius, and then like, that would be seven Barca players to four Madrid players. Yeah, and I think that's. Yeah. I think a lot of people agree based fair, on yeah. La Liga, based on just the general season. I think a lot of people agree that this is a pretty fair, I think. But obviously, yeah. if you disagree, you guys can leave your, your combined 11s in the in the comments, and yeah. we can, you guys can discuss down there. Mm-hmm. But it's time to move on to... Uh, Premier uh, League. Yo, no, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. Well, I was going to talk about the Barcelona scandal if you want to, but we can save that for another time. Yeah, we need to save that for another okay, time. Okay, we're going to save the Barcelona scandal for another time. Okay. See, because we're gonna wait until like maybe a little bit more information comes out. It's a little mm-hmm. bit surface level at the point. Exactly. So hey, they're innocent. They Barca are innocent, innocent till proven guilty. That's all we're gonna say for now. Now Premier League, man, this is gonna be okay. okay. I'll, so, let you, I'll let you start off. Let's start off with obviously looking at the table. The table is we have Arsenal, which is eight points clear of Man City. Um, but they have played one game more than Man City. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. So, but obviously, then even if Man City wins that game, this will be five points clear. Mm-hmm. But the tighter race is between Arsenal and Man City. It's it, nobody else. Nobody. <laughs> Man United. Man United fans, go kill yourself. Uh, Tottenham fans. I mean, they're they're probably not staying. That Your own coach is banned. I need to look because here's the thing, right? Is that the title race? Honestly, all comes down, in my opinion, to Arsenal's last four games. Because mm-hmm. if we look at this schedule right here, Arsenal's last four games are against. I know that's going to be tough. We're playing, not the last four games, sorry. The month of April is going to be tough because we have Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Leeds, West Ham. So, Arsenal's last remaining games are a bit tougher than Man City. Now, all I would say is that I can, I think Arsenal can win every one of those games except Man City to me. Man City would, be a tough game, yeah. Man City would be tough. I mean, no matter how bad Liverpool are, Liverpool at Anfield is always tough for whoever plays Liverpool there. Liverpool is I just mean, a weird team, bro. Man United, you know. They'll, yeah, lo- they'll lose up. to Bournemouth. But then beat Man United 7-0. So Liverpool is like a weird game. Like you guys can yeah, prob- it's unpredictable. I, you probably win it. Yeah. I say you probably win it. But it's kind of like man, we, we... it's really weird, and you don't you don't know what form of Liverpool is gonna show. But That's I think, the thing and, because us at Anfield is not we're not good at Anfield. Like yeah. Arsenal, I think. Well, when's the last time Arsenal even won at Anfield? It's been like fucking bro. It's probably like. 2015 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't, we haven't won in Anfield in ages. Man City's the same thing. The thing is, is that Liverpool, like you said, they're inconsistent. So honestly, the only team I could see us like, I'm not gonna say for sure, but like I think would be tough to beat is Man City. Now, for me, granted, and I know it sounds maybe like very defensive, but like me, I would honestly go to Man City, not park the bus, but I would just try to like obviously try to win. But getting a draw honestly works just fine. Mm-hmm. As long as Man City are losing points and we're gaining points, at the end of the day, we're even if they, they win their game in hand. They're five points behind us. If we can just basically avoid them taking three points against us, and then we do our thing against the other teams, which we should be able to, because we're only playing one game a week, and we got knocked out the other day. That's the thing. So the that, that's, that's the nice thing about what, So first of all, in order for Arsenal to win the league this year, they'll have to work for it. That's obvious, right? No. However, however, Man City still in the Champions League. Man City still no. in the FA Cup race. No. So, which Arsenal's not. Now, that means that basically Arsenal can hopefully be well-rested. Mm-hmm. Play their games, play the Premier League games at full mm-hmm. strength, hopefully, yeah. and then uh, seal up this title race. Now, as me personally, because I'm not an Arsenal fan, right? Mm. I don't hate Arsenal though. I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I'm not a Man City fan. Okay? Mm. You want you ask me who I want to win? I want Arsenal to win. Mm. Why? Because first of all, Man City, you guys are done. Like like I'm sick of seeing you guys win. 
right? I know, I've accepted that Liverpool's out of the race. They've been out of the race since like probably the third game of the season. Now I want. <laughs> yeah, you guys got <laughs> piped, man. Yeah, we we we've been getting screwed since uh, like literally we lost to Man United in the in the first uh, in the third game. Yo, the worst part is that yo, look at this. Liverpool, like if like just going back on them real quick, they won. They beat Man United seven zero and they beat Bournemouth nine zero in the span of the the same season. Same season and we're we're sixth. Yeah, look at it. yeah. And we're sixth. It's so we weird. The, we, it's weird. In in the terms of the Premier League, we are the most inconsistent team. It's weird because it's so weird. I don't get it. For me, honestly, the way I see is because Arsenal this year, my expectations were okay. Me minimum, I was thinking top four because for me this year going into it, I was saying that it was gonna be uh, Man City. Actually, no, I predicted Liverpool to win. Funnily, I predicted Liverpool to win the Premier League this year. I did say that because Man City are under three P right now, and three peating the league is very hard. Like the only team, the last team, well not only team, but the last team was done. It was Man United from two thousand six to eight, but they had you know Ronaldo on that team. Yeah, so I think Arsenal winning this year, winning the the Premier League title race this year, inshallah. Okay, (laughs) they win this year. It's it's a testament to obviously the the level of teamwork that they've been able to like. Sort of like work together. Well, they're recruiting and, the know, pro- the process, man. It's the process. When they, when they started, you can correct me if I'm wrong. There was two major signings that weren't like super major, but like mm-hmm. they were big signings, which were Gabriel Jesus and, and Zinchenko. Were like the the major signings of like Arsenal's like like uh, offseason. Here's the thing, honestly, is that I don't think those signings are what are making us win the Premier League. Now, don't get me wrong. Without well, especially without Zinchenko, because Jesus has been out for half the season. We're yeah, still where no, we are. That's what I'm saying. So, I think without Zinchenko and you put Tierney there, I'm not. Well, I don't know if we'd actually be top of the league, but we'd be at worst second. Yeah. We we wouldn't be worse than second that's, because yeah. Tierney's a very good left back. Zinchenko just offers more because Ben Zinchenko. Now, obviously, this is just the Barca fan speaking in me because I do like Barca a bit more than Arsenal, obviously. I would love him at Barca. He's yeah. so he's so like man. He's a, he's, he's a good leader. Bro, a good leader. He's his his technique, his touch, his passing, his, his everything. He's a, he's such a smart player. Yeah, like he's a midfielder as a left back. I mean, which originally he is a midfielder. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like Pep put him as a left back at Man City to cover up there because Man City have never actually had like great left backs mm-hmm. under Pep. He put him there and he did well. That's the thing. But for me, I don't think it's those signings necessarily. I think it's just like. Because Arteta took over in 2019 when we had bums, where we had Socrates, Maitland Niles, David Luiz, we had Ceballos, we had Pepe, Lacazette, we had Ozo who was washed at that point. We had a lot of like deadwood. He had to get rid of them gradually, build with a younger team, and then he had to make smart signs. Because a lot of the signs we made, bro, pretty much everyone ridiculed. Like, okay, look at our look at our backline, for example. The only player in our backline who people actually said was like a good, sensible sign, there was two of them. There was. Not even Saliba, it was Tierney and it was Gabriel. Because Gabriel, Man United wanted him and he ended up coming to us. Tierney was looked at by a lot of people. He ended up coming to Arsenal. He was Celtic captain and everything like that. Now, we got Aaron Ramsdale. People were saying, oh, you know, relegated with uh, Sheffield with Bournemouth. Like, Aaron Ramsdale, not good. You know, relegation keeper. We got him. We got Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu was playing for Bologna in the Italian league. Bologna aren't a good team. Like, they're, no. they're a small team in the Italian league. So, we got him. Even though he's been in and out with injury stuff like that, but he's still been there. We got Ben White from Brighton. And in the first game he played with us, we got spanked 4-0 by Brentford. So people were talking shit about that. We got Saliba, who, yeah, was good, but Saliba was we, was 18 when we got him. That, that's the thing. So a lot of the recruits we made. And then, oh, yeah, also, there was a debate between should we get Odegaard or James Madison, most including myself, actually. I said James Madison because, you know, Premier League proven stuff like that. So a lot of our signings were doubted. Jaka, who's been in our midfield, you know, was shit on for a lot of... Baby, ever since he's been at Arsenal... So bro, ever since he's been at Arsenal, everyone's just been shitting on him. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Especially after the Crystal Palace thing four years ago when he threw the captain's armband, yelled at the defense, stuff like that. No, it was... It was not. That's the thing. Like, it's been just like a long... 
hard process. You can't say Arsenal men aren't loyal, man. We went through two seasons of finishing eighth, finishing fifth. We were meant to make top four last year. We screwed up at the end. We lost the Spurs, we lost to Newcastle, and then we just got... Fuck, I think this year, man, it's honestly just been a combination of just smart recruiting and time. Because if I were to make a comparison, now obviously it is a bit different with Chelsea because Chelsea spent like a King's Ransom on signings this year. But the thing is with Potter, I don't think Potter has the sauce like our, I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's nice like that personally. But like it takes time out. under Arteta. It's like even after a year, I still couldn't actually like I was Arteta. I mean, pretty much I think ninety five percent of Arsenal fans were Arteta out by like especially during that Christmas period of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. where we lost like we lost like but we went like one out of thirteen games with we went like one win in thirteen games. We lost at home to fucking what was it Burnley? We lost to Aston Villa. We lost to Leicester. I think we lost to like hella teams and it was it was terrible. We were all Arteta out at that moment. I actually because he had been there for a year. I couldn't actually see like a style of play or nothing. I think Arsenal is also benefiting from like this sort of perfect storm because like you it have has, you have man. a lot of players that are just coming into like this insane form. Victoria uh, Saka, yeah. Odegaard. Jaka, like they're coming into the, like this insane form. Martinelli as well. Martinelli, like he's he's great. Like he's so like Martinelli's fun to watch. Eh? He's so fun. He's fun to watch. And like I think that's like all of these together are allowing Arsenal. And obviously Arteta like is like his he's being appreciated this year for what he's done for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But it does take time. I was like as a manager, I can imagine that it does take time for you to really just like mm-hmm. like have your influence but, on a team and how how they play. Yeah, because right? implementing a style is hard. It's tough, man, especially if it's a change. Like but especially cuz if you go from years of media cuz okay. Like I'm just going to say this real quick, then I'll hop on to the other topic which is Spurs. The thing is if you look at Arsenal, they've been mediocre for years. Now, it takes it cuz a lot of the time cuz when a culture sets in a mediocrity in a team, when a culture sets in like that, it takes like a lot to stamp it out. So Arteta had to stamp that out. He had to get rid of a lot of players. Like, for example, he got, like, the biggest one was he got rid of Aubameyang, which he was the captain who led us to the FA Cup, top goal scorer, top striker, blah, blah. Everyone pretty much loved him. Now, yeah, towards his last few months, he was, wasn't that great. There was a lot of dip in form. But the thing is, is, like, that was a big call for him. He also axed Ozil. He did, like, a lot of stuff, like, were very questioned. Now, because you have to get, get to the point where, like, you have to be, you have to show, like, who the boss is. You have to show what the bosses. Him axing Obama basically like showed the team. Like even if he got sacked, even whatever, it showed that like he's a serious guy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the players, like even though maybe like they loved Oba, we we all still love Oba, obviously, mm-hmm. even though he went to Chelsea, pagan, but we still all love him. But the thing is, like in hindsight, it was the right decision because everyone's behind Arteta now. Like it does, like the impl- implement the stuff. The way Arsenal playing right now just reminds me of like Man City. Mm-hmm. Always there's pressure. Always like if you look at the goals we're scoring, especially today against Crystal Palace, a lot of it's like one touch football. A lot of pressing, good passing, counterattacking. Everything's like it's all like coming together, but that takes time to implement. Which time. is it what I would time. tell Chelsea fans. Like, obviously, I want Chelsea to to suffer. Like, oh, oh my god, Chelsea fans are the most annoying. And I'm a Liverpool fan. I know how annoying we are, but Chelsea fans are next level. Like, like y'all spent six hundred million for eleventh place. Yeah, what are they eleven? They I get, think they're eleven. Like, bro, they beat they beat Dortmund, barely beat Leeds, and thought they were back, man. Everton oh, was. Just, uh, oh my god, I I want to see Real Madrid just absolutely. Yeah, I don't know, man. Nah, I still even that. Because you hate, oh, it. You I hate Real. I want Chelsea to win. I can't. Real. I can't. I hate Real. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Yeah. But me the thing. But this is the thing going now. The thing is now. This is the uh, this is the thing for the the ages, man. This is like the Ronaldo interview. I think this is worse than the Ronaldo interview. The Conte interview from yesterday, man. I think that. I think I think that's worse. I, I think, think the press conference that's yeah. act that was worse than Ronaldo's because, man, he comes out 
basically calls his players shit. Yeah. He calls his players shit, selfish. Says that they're basically all losers. They're not trying. They're basically not trying. Basically called like the culture. Basically called all of them losers. Saying yeah, there's been a culture here for 20 years of just losing. They're yeah. not. They're not used to playing under pressure. Called out his the owner, who's the guy who can fire him by the way. Yeah, I mean, he should did fire all him. this shit and basically like, bro. Honestly, if you're gonna go based on like yeah, the way Spurs are playing, like, okay, Conte in my opinion, like I don't fuck with like him winning. Him winning the league with Chelsea, stuff like that, was good. But that specific style of play, first of all, he had better players with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had Hazard, all of them. But, like, that type of play, I don't feel like suits the Premier League. Like, in Italy, it suits it because Italian football isn't as fast-paced, I'd say, as Premier League. Mm-hmm. Not that it's not as good, but it's not as fast-paced. Like, you can get away with playing the way Conte plays in Italy. Mm-hmm. Because he was playing 3-5-2, you know... He was playing like somewhat possession based, a lot of counter attacking stuff like that. But he had what did he have? He had two clinical strikers, Lukaku. He had um, Latar Martinez. He had all these guys. And the thing is, with is like, you can't do it at a team. First of all, Spurs man, like Spurs can't like. It didn't work with Mourinho. It's not. It didn't work with Conte. Like at the end of the day, there needs to be a cultural reset, and that starts off with. Am I? In my opinion, man, they need to bend pretty much the whole team. The only player who does. Who, the only player who actually like carries his load is Harry Kane. Now, Son was doing it for the longest time. This year, he hasn't been doing it. But Harry Kane's the only one who I can't really criticize that much. Even though Harry Kane, it gets to a point where you're like, you're 30, man. You need to win one trophy. But I'm going to absolve him most of the blame. But that whole team is just filled with losers. Yeah, I think I think from like in defense of Harry Kane, like he does his thing. He's a really good player. Um, he's a generational t- striker. Like He's one of the best strikers in Premier League history. Right, mm. but it's it feels so like wasted. better than better than Holland, by the way. I mean, Holland is his first year in the Premier League. Nah, nah, he's better. Continue. Okay, but anyway, that um, he's his talents are being wasted in in Tottenham. Like, and at the end of the day, like I'm not a Tottenham hater, mm. honestly. Like, to- I look at Tottenham and I feel bad for these guys. Holy mm. shit, I feel bad for them but, because they're such a poverty franchise. It's but, actually ridiculous. Okay, but if that's, I love a lot of their players. I'd, uh, no. I like a lot of their players. I love Son. I love him. I don't know, man. I think Harry Kane, bro. Son Harry pissed Kane. me off. That diving prick. Every time we play them, he fought, every time Arsenal fucking play Spurs, one of those two bastards, like, just dive. They just dive. Mm. Get penalties, all that shit. I don't know, man. I mean, you're an Arsenal fan, so I can understand where your animosity towards the Spurs comes from. You have people, you have, you have friends that support the Spurs, so you want to rag on them. I don't have that. I don't really have anybody that I know on like, like a close level that supports the Spurs. All I see is what I see from the, the media, yeah. what I, when I watch their games. They are just sad, bro. They are nah, sad. It, who, it's who, terrible. What was that? Who were they playing recently? Three. They were up 3-1. Yeah, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, Southampton. Who Bottom of the league. Bro, like, after I saw that shit, uh, okay. especially because, like, bro, I was on Twitter while the yeah. game was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tottenham oh, no, no, 3-1, no, GG's. I, I watched that whole game. No, no, I, I will say this, though. That was never a penalty. That penalty that Southampton got it. That was never a penalty. Yeah. That is that is not a penalty. Yeah, man, listen, that's never a penalty, bro. Mm. Like I like I'm happy, bro. It, Maitland now is the one who won it. Maitland now is my guy. Arsenal Loney, my guy. You know, but like, that's never a penalty. But the thing is, man, it's like once you. Here's the thing, man. Be- being a Spurs fan must suck. Because here's the thing, right? If you're watching Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, if you watch them and they go through like shit periods, whatever, at least you can say, well. Arsenal, you know, they win things. Mm-hmm. Man City win things. It's like, what have Spurs got to look on? Yeah. Like, for the under Poch, it was like, oh, we play attractive uh, football, you know, second, third in the league, top four, Champions League final. It's like, okay, cool, but like, what do they have to look forward now? Their style of play is shit. Yeah. Their manager doesn't want to be there. Most no. of their players suck. No. They're not going to win a... Tr- well, they're not winning the league, obviously. Mm-hmm. They're out of the Champions League. 
I think they're out of both domestic. They're out of everything. They, like, they can't win a trophy this year. They're probably not going to win a trophy for the next, like, fucking, I don't know how long. That's the thing, man. Yeah. It's like, what do they have to look forward to? So, now, having said that, like, right, it must suck. With, with, in terms of, as a Spurs fan, we're sorry. We apologize. Like, I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> right, I apologize. Talking about, yo, they were talking. We're talking about Conte, right? Do you agree with what he said? And yes. That he, you agree? Yes, 100%. I think because Conte, Conte was going to leave regardless at the end of the season. Conte was not. Was even if leave. they got top four, whatever, he was going to leave. Yeah, Conte yeah. was going to leave. And I think it got to the point now where like, well, I would have said maybe wait till the end of the season, but I don't disagree with it. Because bro, it gets to a point where like, Conte doesn't really give a shit about Spurs. We'll keep it a buck. He does. He rejected them in the first place. He literally rejected them, and then he he, st- he went there like a year later. But at first, he did reject them. He didn't want to go there because he knows. He knows, bro. But the thing is, I don't think he really cares about sacrificing his job and stuff. Because first of all, a lot of Spurs fans I've been seeing, even though they can't stand the way they're playing, they like a lot of them want him out at this point. Mm-hmm. Especially they want. They've been wanting him out after they lost to Sheffield in the FA Cup or Carabao Cup. I think it was one of them. Yeah, they've been wanting him out since then. But the thing is, is like. I agree with the message 100%. Because even Spurs fans are like, yeah, I don't like his style of play. But, like, I can't, like, not say he's right. He is right, man. Like, it gets to a point where just the culture of losing has set in there. Like, they're not winning a... Tr- like, I, bro, it's not hard. Like, Premier League Champions League, okay, I get that. But it's not hard to win, like, a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup. Like, not every year, but at least competing for one. I mean, like, yeah, been- listen, that, that, that's the saddest part. Now, obviously... I think that I agree with what he said, but I don't agree with the like the the approach or the action because at the end of the day, you have players that are that, quite frankly, are probably still trying. I don't think that they're not trying, no. right? But like, like there's there's probably an issue with team chemistry. There's probably an issue with like like with the management. Yeah, but that that. That's why I don't agree. I don't agree that you go on me on, on the media, especially because the media are known for like like just taking a story and running with it. Yeah. You don't go to the media and say, "My team, I'm the leader of this team, I'm yeah. the manager of this team, and you know what? I'm gonna like drag them through yeah. the mud because these are players. They're they're obviously they, they don't like losing. No well, nobody on the planet likes to lose. Look, I, look, I would disagree with you just based on the fact that like look, it, it gets to a point. First of all. I don't even feel bad for any of them. There's only a few players. Like, okay, for example, uh, Kulosevsky, who's been who's been there only, like, a year. I mean, Bentacor's injured him. There's a few players that, like, I'll absolve. Like, Pedro Poro's new. There's a few players, yeah. But, like, a lot of Spurs' team, even Harry Kane, as good as he's been, the thing is, is that, bro, like, like, they're just, like, it gets to a point where, like, man, you need to just restart. They've been, like, isn't that coincidence? They've been losing. Like, they're getting... Jose Marino and uh, and Antonio Conte, bro, they've won everywhere they've went except Spurs. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. Like it gets to the point where you just have to look at it. Like they're I, not winning. Yeah. There need there something needs to change because Conte. Now, what I won't, what I will disagree with with him is that Conte has to take like a decent amount of because Conte should this, this shouldn't absolve Conte of any like the style no, of play no, that they're playing no. is solely on him. A lot of the players they got were his like Perisic he wanted, Fraser Forster he wanted. I mean I know for a fact he didn't want fucking Jed Spence. Uh, he never played him and then loaned them out. Mm-hmm. Who else did they get? Basuma. He wanted Basuma. There's a lot of players that they were con like Conte did want them. So you can't say that he wasn't backed mm-hmm. because Pochettino did more with less. Pochettino yeah. wasn't backed. Jose Mourinho wasn't that backed. He was a bit more backed than Pochettino, but wasn't that backed. Conte's been backed at least. So that's the thing. It's not completely like management fault. Where I will say Conte takes about 34 percent of the blame because the style of play, everything. Team chemistry, like you mentioned, that falls on him as the coach. Yeah. But the culture itself of I just accepting mediocrity, that comes from the top. I agree. The ownership, we, after this season, because Conte, there's no way he stays. 
I mean, I, I no, think no, no, I, no, no. There's no way, especially after that interview. He no, was gonna leave, but that interview just confirmed. But it. I, I mean, like, my only point is that he might even be kicked out earlier. No, right? I don't think so. Well, if Spurs weren't in a top four battle, that's, that's he would have been sacked. Spurs on a top four, to, uh, top four battle right now. Yeah. I think it'd be stupid of them to sack him. As much as like, well, he would like this. Well, the way they're well. I would say the way they're playing and stuff, but they are they are third or fourth. They're yeah, fourth. they're fourth. They're, they're fourth. fourth right yeah, now, right behind Man United. And That's the thing. They seven are seven points fourth. up of Liverpool. So like, they're like, they're based on yeah. results and what Spurs like. I guess I wouldn't say it's what Spurs fans want because a lot of them a, a lot of them have said if we don't get top four, I don't care. I just want a trophy. But then again, he is getting you top four. So based on results, I wouldn't say you should sack him. Mm. But I think, now I guess to the point where, like, well, you can't do better. You can't really do much better than Conte. I know a lot of them are saying they want Luis Enrique, but, bro, trust me, he's been, he was a Barca manager. He's a Spain manager. Fun fact, I'm also a Spain fan. I didn't mention that, but I know how Luis Enrique works, bro. Luis Enrique is, like, in the mold of, like, a Pep or a Mikel Arteta or those type of guys, like a Klopp. He, he needs specific players for the way he plays. He can't go into Spurs with Hoiberg and fucking Pedro Porro yeah. and Eric Dyer and Christian Romero and turn them into ball-playing players. No, no. He needs a set amount of players. So if you want Luis Enrique, cool. But you're you not going to be good. For at least the first year or two, you're not going to be great because he's going to have to flush out a bunch of players, get new ones in, and then implement his style of play on that team. Mm -hmm. So I think Spurs, honestly, man, I think it's time to pull the plug. Sell Harry Kane, sell Son. I think yeah. Rebuild. I think you need to sell Kane, Song, get some money, restart. You guys are probably going to be shit for at least the next five years. Well, man, who knows? Go through what Arsenal did. Arsenal were garbage for three years. Look yeah. at us now. I mean, yeah. you'll never be Arsenal. You'll yeah. always be small, but you know. <laughs> no, but I think yeah. I think the sentiment here is correct because at the end of the day, like, um, there's no like everyone knows there's no tr trophy for getting fourth place in the in the <laughs> in the yeah, Premier League nah, table. Nah, nah, no nah, one nah. gives a shit, all right? Let's be honest. No one cares if you're fourth place in the Premier League table. Okay, you qualify for Champions League, but nobody and I I'm including Spurs fans. Nobody thinks that Spurs will win the Champions League next season. So, again, there's no trophy for fourth <laughs> I don't place. even think they'll make it. I don't think they'll even qualify for the Champions League. That's what I'm saying. Like I mean, I, I want Liverpool to kind of make a final. I think Liverpool and, will. And a season push. I think Liverpool or, will. Or Newcastle's also like kind of in contention with that, but I, no. Newcastle is dropping off a little bit but I mean I don't want to talk about Newcastle because like right well, now well Newcastle like, doesn't have the no Newcastle dropping them being in this position is great in the first one no one really expected them to yeah. be in there here's the thing I would be insanely surprised if Liverpool don't make top four. I know a lot of people because they're seven points off, and Liverpool still have to play. Really they still they games. have to still play Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City. Yeah. They still have tough games to play, but the way I see it, it's like, bro, if like Spurs are so bad, like yeah, they're full, but that's like a full position. They're not good. Like I, yeah. I've watched. I've watched six Spurs games this year. Yeah. They made me fall asleep. They're so yeah, they're boring really to watch. They're boring. So AC bad. Milan, who aren't even great, like yeah. Napoli's going to pump them in the quarterfinals oh, yeah. of the Champions League. They couldn't score one goal against mm. them. Spurs are not, a, like, they're just boring to watch. Mm. They're like, they said, if Spurs, if Liverpool don't make top four, I honestly think, I don't know. Yeah. Klopp, Klopp, Klopp should never get sacked, though. Klopp should. I think the last thing you do is sack you Klopp. You don't sack it's Klopp. The, it's clear, bro. Get him a midfield. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, that's the thing. Liverpool actually, they don't need much to be. They don't need much to get back to where they were, honestly, because if they they need to invest in their midfield, that's hundred percent. Midfield is where they no, need to invest. They're they're attacking three. Are attacking so, three is cool. Are so solid. Like I I see them especially because like yeah. like Nunez and and Gakpo mm -hmm. are so young. Yeah. yeah. That, like they they have like that those three positions, yeah. especially because you have. Luis Diaz. Look, Luis Diaz. Uh, Jota. Yeah. Uh, you have um, 
I feel like Firmino's gone. Firmino's, Firmino's you know, yeah. for me, Liverpool, they need to do, man, is get maybe one attacker to come to Firmino leaving and then get like four or five midfielders, yeah, yeah, which they probably can't do full, in one window. But Full full, full re- revamp. I think the whole Liverpool story is a different episode because like it's we, there's a lot we can talk about. But, I think but it's simple. Should, I think it's simple. I think it's simple. We need midfielders. Mm-hmm, we it. need some of our players to kind of get back in form. Trent yeah. needs to get back in form. I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. Not to, but like he needs to just figure his shit out. <laughs> Um, I think, but I think other than like midfield is, is been spoken about since the beginning of the season. We did sh- jack all in, in the fucking January transfer window. So listen, yeah, no. Liverpool fans know this. We need more midfielders. We need I, probably I, a, at I, least three. I think, yeah, I think that's where the problem lies. Yeah. Because, well, there's an old saying inside midfield, midfield win, midfield the midfield win wins games. you games. Because the thing is that the reason why you say Trent is shit is because Trent wasn't. The thing is what people need to understand. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people actually, like, they do know this. It's just fun to make fun of Trent because he's a Liverpool player. But Trent has always been, even when he was, you know, when you guys won the league, won the championship, Trent has always been shit defensively. He's never been a no, good no, defender. Exactly, yeah. No, no, he's never been a good defender. But what compensated for that is Liverpool were always a team, up until this year, anyways. Where a lot of their times they would be up in the attacking area of the field. So since they were attacking constantly, stuff like that, Trent is good in that area. The issue, but why were they doing that? Because they had a midfield. Because the midfield is what supports the attack and defense, stuff like that. If the midfield sucks, you're going to be countered more. You're going to be more susceptible to, you know, having your defense be screwed. Now, the issue with that is that because your defense is more open, Trent is being exploited. So, by the way, I don't hate Trent. I love Trent. He's one of my favorite players on Liverpool, but I obviously like it's, it's it's really hard to avoid the fact that he is being exposed defensively, but I want to see him at Liverpool. I want to see him come back and be like next season, "Hey, listen, I am the same player that I was a few years ago. Stop disrespecting my ass. Stupid ass Southgate." You know, uh, bring me to the to, to the England squad. You know what I'm saying? I need him to be that player, and I think that he has it in him. We just need to bolster that Look, midfield. I don't think Trent is actually. I don't like I told you. I don't think Trent's actually worse than what he was a few years ago. I think now his issue, which has always been there defending, is just more obvious now mm-hmm. because he's getting more exposed because Liverpool basically Liverpool get a good midfield the problems are solved like you guys should have definitely got like Enzo Fernandez or Casemiro one of them you guys should have had yeah Chelsea I mean, and Man United like if you if you guys got an Enzo Fernandez pair that up with that um that yeah what's his name Biatch what's that, that? Bacetich yeah him you, you take that guy and you get another because Thiago is amazing, but he's too injury prone. Like you guys need like good three midfielders. Yeah. And then you guys are set honestly. Liverpool's issues aren't as glaring as obviously Spurs because Liverpool right now that your attack is still relatively good. Salah is like what 30, 31? He's thirty or thirty one. He's still he's not that old. Yeah. Van Dijk, Konate, your whole backline's still pretty young. Blah blah. Like your your team is good. All it needs is like a good midfield, and then you guys can be up and competing for Premier League yeah. and Champions League next year. I yeah, think man. just one transfer window, get three four midfielders. Boom. We need a couple a couple players to walk. Yeah. Free up some of that, you know, some some money. Keita definitely needs to get out of there. Basically, most of our midfielders need to leave. Miller yeah. needs to go. I think the only I say, I say even Henderson needs to. I go. I think the only one you keep based on like, well, two. I I would keep two of them based. On, okay. I'd keep uh, Bajkicic. Bajkicic, yeah. yeah. I'd keep him. And Tiago. And Tiago. Even though Tiago is injury prone, that's the only ones I'd keep. Keita, Henderson, Milner, Fabinho, Ox. I mean, Harvey Elliott, I know a lot of people say he's young, but like Harvey Elliott... I think, I think it's, it's, it's not... It wouldn't be appropriate to just give up on him right now. Look, not give up on him, but you, the whole he's young excuse, like... 
I think it's something because you see a lot of players his age. Look, Saka was an Arsenal Arsenal first teamer at 18. Mm-hmm. Look at Pedri, Gavi. Look at Musiala. Look at Bellingham. Look at I mean Holland was breaking through when he was 20. Like you're not, if you're good enough, you're not you're not young if you're good enough. Like you can be good enough at that age. A lot mm-hmm. of players pop off at that age. I mean some take more time than others, which is why yeah you're fair. You could, you should give them a bit more time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, don't be like... It's like what Spurs did for the longest time is they treated Harry Winks. Like, you know, oh, he's still young, whatever. Harry Winks got to, like, 25. And was yeah. Just, yeah, so then they loaned them out yeah. to Sam Doria, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys shouldn't make no, that no, That's fair enough. And I think that th- I think that you do kind of hold off on, on Harvey Elliott for this season. You just mm-hmm. see how he kind of pans out. You don't... like. You, I'd give him two years. I give it two years. Yeah. I give I it two years. years. If, if you, in two yeah. two years time you don't see really visible progression, not that good. I would bet him. Yeah. I probably. Okay. Anyway, him. so I think that's that's you know a good generally a good Premier League wrap up for this week. Um, well, the only thing that I will talk about is a little bit, and I don't think that this is really much of a debate, is the FA Cup quarterfinals because we have Man City versus Sheffield United. That's like okay, like okay. Man City cakewalk, right? The semis is the semis. Yeah. It's a, that's the semis, and then semis, we have Man U Brighton, which yeah. Man U should win. Now, obviously, their their current like form yeah, has I think, been yo, a little bit questionable. I think it's Man U Man City final. I think, Man U Man City final. I think Man City. I think Man City wins. I think I think Man City wins. I think Man City's winning the FA Cup. I think. I don't know, man. Man U to me have been good, have been better, I'd say, than previous years. But I still think they're being overrated a lot. I think they they are being overrated. Yeah, I, I think, think that like if a lot. couple guys go down on that team, it's real. Like they don't have much depth. I don't I don't feel the depth in that team. It's not like yeah, there's that, but even then today, now, I know like it wasn't like their strongest strongest eleven. But there's some guys I watch Man United that even though they win, I don't think they're actually playing that well like for example when they beat arsenal beginning of the year arsenal should have won that game but we just got counter-attacked way too easy they ended up beating us 3-1 and then the game we beat them 3-2 where a lot of Man United fans are like oh last minute winner casimir wasn't playing yeah okay cool but um what's his name Partey wasn't playing in the first game we played mm-hmm. against yo that's one number two it's like look at the stats everything like man united are good but they're not like this wow because dudes a month ago we're talking I about think, title I think charge the man united fans overrate yeah. the shit out of their team and i want to put respect on them and i think that they've done a really good job like like the fact that they you know they they moved on from ronaldo and still managed to put on such an amazing like ten Hag has done a really great job i want to give him respect he deserves but i don't think that man united is the team that they, they like their fans rate them to be i i you know you can see that there's potential for that yeah. team to get to be potential, you know yeah. a, a, a second in the league you know like i can see that in, in in their future but i think that like man united fans always fall for this trap of like like really just hyping up their own guys and hype you know what i mean mm. and for me personally there's like a handful of guys that I think that are, are completely replaceable on that team. I don't really add much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's a topic for another video. <laughs> but yeah. I think that, anyway, I think that I put respect on Man United. I think they're, they've done an amazing job. I think Ten Hag has really turned that team around. But I think that they need to stand the test of time before I really say Man United is back. Man United is this. Yeah, way. Man United still need some work. But yeah. Okay. It's time to move on to the final topic of today's podcast. Champions League. Which is Champions League. So obviously, as uh, at the time of filming this podcast, we would have completely finished the first round of Champions League. And now we know what the next round is looking like. Right? So quick things just to go bold prediction. What, what do you think? What do you think? Who do you think is winning each tie? So I'll go first. So Man City, Bayern. I think Bayern wins that. I think really? AC, yes. No, I'll, I, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you okay. why after. Napoli, AC Milan. I think Napoli win the AC Benfica yeah. Inter Milan. I think Benfica wins that. I think actually. that I agree. They've been really. And strong. then uh, what was the other one? Madrid Chelsea. I think Madrid wins the. I think one? yeah, I agree. So I think okay. 
I actually agree with all of your your. Actually, no, 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 no. The Man I, City. I don't, I don't agree with Man City. No, I, I agree with it. I'm gonna t- tell you exactly why right now. Okay, okay. Man, Man City are a team. Versus especially Holland, the, the goal scoring he's doing. They're, they're a team that thrive off a lot of having a lot of space. Sure. That space they're not going to get when they play Bayern. And Bayern have very mobile defenders. Mm-hmm. Bayern has a mobile defense. They have Alfonso Davies. Delict is very mobile. They have, um, who's the other center back? Open Meccano's mobile. And they have Papa. Their defense is mobile enough to contain Holland. And after that, the midfield as well. You have Kimmich who could probably contain them. Like I think Bayern has Man City beat in a lot of areas of the pitch. On top of the fact that Man City is just like European pedigree. It's just shit. Yeah, but like if you keep like eventually, Man City is gonna win a, uh, a European Championship. Eventually, they will. Eventually, I just don't think it's this year. I think I think it is. I think I think that Man City beats Bayern. And you know, and one of the reasons why I think so is because I think momentum is a big deal, right? You don't just beat uh, RB Leipzig seven zero and then win against uh, who, who, who they. Was it? was it Burnley 6-0? I know. Yeah, Burnley 6-0, Crystal Palace. They're not they be, amazing they teams. Yeah. They're not amazing teams, right? Yeah. But the just having that level of dominance over these teams mm-hmm. is is a confidence booster for, for Haaland. It's a confidence booster for the team in general to say, hey, listen, you know what? Actually, this year might be our year. This year, we're, we're playing well. We might potentially be able to carry this over to Bayern. Now, Bayern has had a very suspect year, in my opinion, in terms of Bundesliga. Like, yeah, no, it, I think given their squad on paper, given their squad, th- that title race in the Bundesliga should not be as close but, as it is. But, but yeah, it is. but they, they always do that, though. By- Bayern, for the last couple of years, they always have this thing where middle of the season, they'll slip up a bit. Dortmund takes like a one, two-point lead, and Bayern ends up just winning the league anyways. Bayern, bro, in many ways, are like Madrid. Mm. Bayern are like Madrid. Bayern, you realize that this Champions League, and they played all, they played Barca twice, Inter Milan twice, they played PSG twice. They played good teams. Mm. They've kept seven clean sheets out of eight games. Seven Solid. clean sheets. No, I mean, I'm no, not no, sure. Bayern, I'm Bayern in the Champions League is different. But and I'll tell you this, like I told you. Bayern have the experience of winning the Champions League. A lot of their players were players that were there when they won the Champions League in 2013 and the one that won, they won in uh, 2020. They have that. Bayern is just, to me, a different beast. And also, on top of the fact that, well, there's like no disrespect to the German League, Bayern they could be 10 points behind with 7-8 games to go. And Bayern could still probably win that league. The thing is with Man City right now is that they have basically... I don't think Man City can commit to the Premier League and Champions League and win both. They either commit and they could win the Champions League or they commit and win the Premier League. They can't win both, I don't think. I, 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 I think they're in a hole right now under Arsenal where like they have to commit a lot to win the league, which I don't know if they're going to... Because if I'm Pep, I would prioritize Champions League. I agree. They won the league, what, four times, three or four times under his rule, plus they won it twice like the last, last two years in a row. If I'm him, I would prioritize Champions League. So if he does that... Then yeah, they could beat Bayern, but I the way I know Pep from his time at Barca, plus by just like knowing him, he's a prideful man. He's he's gonna want to win both. I don't no. think he'll be able. No, to. No, he will. He will. But I mean, I think if I remember correctly, Pep prioritizes. Generally speaking, Pep prioritizes Premier League. He does. Okay. He said it before in the past in interviews. He said that basically, if he were to pick between Champions League, what what matters more to him, Champions League or Premier League, he prefers Premier League. Now, mm-hmm. if the title race in the Premier League becomes something that is like you have a hard time imagining even catching up as, as, as a manager, right? Mm-hmm. Do you then shift focus? Say, listen, we have a much stronger chance to win Champions yeah. League because in my opinion, right? Like we have um, AC Milan, Napoli, Inter Milan, Benfica. That's one side of the bracket, right? So out of those four teams, one of those teams is making it to the final. Fun, yeah. And in my, it's most likely, Napoli. like really hard for me to believe that, is that it won't be Napoli. Yeah, it's right? Napoli. But then you have the other side of the bracket, which is Man City, Bayern, Real, Chelsea, right? Man, I think Man City's biggest challenge is actually Real. 
Yes. Because real again, bro, real is just like it's really tough. Like Well, they're weird. They just they tend to just they're they're weird in the championship. They're, so, they're weird, so sh bro. like they're not they will they'll be shit for like the it's like Madrid right now reminds me of when they won the Champions League actually in 2018. A lot of people like what they tend to forget is when they three peed in 2018, they won the Champions League, whatever. They finished like 20 or 25 points behind Barcelona in the league. Like yeah. that year they were not good in the league. Mm -hmm. But in the Champions League, Madrid is just like it's weird, which like brings me on to the thing. If you go now, look at Chelsea, Madrid. I think Madrid. If Madrid don't win that, like I think Madrid. I think Madrid walks Chelsea. I think they do. On top of the Chelsea's form has been dog shit. On top of the fact that bro, you're putting Graham Potter in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. no, no. I it, think Madrid walked. I wouldn't be surprised if Madrid like humiliated. I'm Chelsea. actually surprised that Chelsea made it this far. No offense to Chelsea, and I know I'm a Liverpool fan. I know I don't deserve to talk shit, but I am actually surprised that Chelsea has made it this far. Because this season's like Chelsea, like based on the the players they have, the money they spend, they're absolutely dog shit. And I hope Chelsea fans get pissed off because like fuck y'all. <laughs> so if Real Madrid does not beat Chelsea, then I think that will be probably the biggest upset of like this season. Yeah, I would say that. I don't know. For me, look, okay, A major competition. Okay, I know what I just said. Like my contradicted. Okay, I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be insanely shocked if Chelsea did beat Madrid. But, like, I think, honestly, logically, I think, because, okay, squad-wise, like, Chelsea have a good squad, they but good they're, squad. Just, they're just that's, not that's playing. The issue. Like, like, and I, I and don't I, know. I think Madrid know? should walk this. I like, think easily. that, like, like Graham Potter has just not been able to, I mean, I know he's new, and I know it's not fair to just automatically, like, like dismiss him. But I think that he has not been able to handle the squad, the talent that he that he has, and in mm -hmm. the most effective way. Because this is his kind of squad when you look at it. On yeah, paper, this job. I think this job is too big for him. It's, it's I think. Huge. I think. It, I think. It, I think this job is too big. On top of the fact that he had to join in middle of the season with a squad that already people like even under two shell, a lot of people wanted the squad to be like ripped mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Now added all these players all in the middle of the season, so I like I don't entirely blame this thing on him. Mm -hmm. Granted, because it is like any manager would have a tough go at it, but like I don't think Grand Ponder's the guy, yeah. like so personally. I, yeah. And then for to go AC Milan, so that so that means for now, what the semifinals I would predict would be. I think the semifinals for now would be Bayern Madrid. That would be one thing. That's and if we move on, if we move on, pff, that's that's an that's, amazing semifinal. The other side of the bracket is a little bit AC, lackluster. I think it's more. I think it's easier to predict. I think Napoli yeah. washes Milan. I think they wash And them, I think yeah. Benfica washes Inter Milan. I don't think they wash them, but I think that Benfica Benfica wins. and their league this year have been great. On top of the fact that even in their in their group stage, no, Benfica's like is Benfica they, they and bro, Benfica so far have played what eight games. So six group stage, two knockout stage, and they've scored thirty five goals. No, they've been they've been like pretty solid and, and they have that Ramos the dude in the attack. They have that Ramos yeah, dude in the attack. Gonchalo, Gonchalo. Gonchalo, yeah, the Gonchalo, guy who, Ramos, the guy who likes the guy, Yeah, the guy who likes to show his dick online. Oh word, he did that? You never saw that leak? Yeah, during the World Cup, man, his uh, a video of him leaked of him, you know, doing questionable things. Man. You heard it here, folks. Look in the description below to see. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> you feel me? Point is, that dude, I think is gonna cook Inter Milan. Inter Milan have not been convincing. Out, and I know it's dumb of me to say because, well, they were in the group of Barca and we got knocked out. Trust me, if we didn't get injured, we would not have been knocked out. I'm telling you, Inter Milan would not have done shit to us. We had fucking Eric Garcia and PK yeah, as no, our no, I, th bucks. I think I think that a lot of people would agree that that Barca should have made it through in that group, given the injuries. Obviously, they, they, it was a different story. Put it like this: Inter Milan's got, that, I think, are lucky to get. I think Inter Milan so far have been because even against Porto, against yeah. Porto on the second leg, because the, the whole the whole tie ended one zero for one zero. Yeah. That second leg, bro, uh, Onana saved the shit out of Milan. Mm -hmm. Porto were on. They hit the post, I think, twice in the last mm -hmm. minute. Mm -hmm. Like they were on their. Like no, I think this sense. I think Benfica, I think so. What would we see is a Napoli Benfica semifinal and Bayern Madrid. Bayern Madrid, and then I think that once once those matches conclude, I think it would, we would probably go for a 
second round of predictions and yeah the, and then and another so. yeah but it's too hard to predict now because it all depends on form where the league is at that point in the season blah blah mm. because if it gets to the point where Barca are just clearly going to win the league which I mean after today's draw they probably are then Madrid would just prioritize the Champions League. So I wouldn't be surprised if Madrid were to beat Bayern and go to the final. Honestly, man, as much as I hate to admit, I wouldn't be surprised if Madrid won it again this year. Even though they're not, Madrid are not good. Bro, I it's would, like last yeah. year. Madrid were not good last year either. That's what I'm saying. Like I think but, I think that like with all due respect to Madrid, in in the, the Champions League bracket as of today, I would be surprised if they won. Okay? They're a yeah, great team. But, yeah. but they're Man, I think I think the winner is in that that first bracket, that first side of the bracket, Man City versus Bayern. I think the winner is there. No, and I think whoever comes out of that will have a very strong case to win. And you guys can come back to this episode and watch it, and you know, mark my words. This year's winner of the Champions League will be between Man City and Bayern. I really have a hard I disagree. Actually, I think I Napoli, think I think yeah. Nah, I was I gonna say yeah. I was gonna say I think honestly. For me, I don't think Man City are winning it. I don't think they have a chance of winning it, personally. That's just me. Mm. I think it's between Real, Bayern, and Napoli. Now, honestly, if Napoli were to play Madrid, I think if Bayern play Napoli, I could see Bayern winning it. But if Napoli play Madrid, and I know, like, this is probably going to bite me in the ass because it is Madrid. Napoli's front line is pacey as shit. Mm. Napoli's front line is a handful, and the thing is... They're quick. With a lot of Madrid's defenders, Rudiger's fast. Fernand Mendy, when his fit is good, but the thing is, they keep relying on uh, Carvajal, who's slow as shit. He's going to get exploited by... I'm not going to even attempt to say that. I keep forgetting. Was... Farish Feli. Yeah. He's going to exploit the shit out of Carvajal. Oshaman's going to be a handful for Militao when Rudiger... I think, I think honestly, if... I could see a world where if Real and, and Napoli play a final against each other, Napoli could win. But then again, Madrid, most of that team has won the, has won the Champions the League way, five times. If you ask me who I want to win, this is just no, this is just me thinking. I want it to be Napoli. Yeah, like yeah, if you ask Napoli. me who I want to yeah, win, yeah, Napoli. I would love to see Napoli win. Amazing season in 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 uh, uh, what's it called in the Italian league. They're they're play like yeah. some of these players that they have, Oshiman mm-hmm. and Farish Felia. Just like I love to watch them play. I think yeah. they're so amazing to watch, and I think that they actually like can strive for even. I don't want to say bigger teams because it sounds so like diminishing to Napoli. I think they're doing great. Well, no, I mean, I even, think I think that these guys are are, are, are like next level talents yeah. that you could see on a Real, you could see on a Man United, well, yeah, you well, could see on a Barca. Like like these are that's the kind of level of talent that, that like Napoli has, like, and this is the year for them, I think, to capitalize on that talent. For me, I think whoever they play in the final is going to be hard because they play Bayern. Bayern is a better equipped team than Madrid to stop Napoli. Mm. But they play Madrid, and like half that team contains basically the same players who have won the Champions League for five times in the last ten years. Very true. true. That's the thing. So like experience will have a hand in there. Like I told you, it's gonna be hard. It's hard to predict who wins it this year. But like honestly, I would love Napoli to win it. Yeah. Okay. So that is our Champions League wrap up. I think that uh, if you guys obviously have your own opinions, you want to share them in the comments. You can definitely do that. For sure. But we want to move on to our last topic of today, which is PSG. What went wrong and what we think? Yo, it's simple. This shouldn't even be a yo PSG. Blow it up. Blow it up. Yeah. Blow it up. Like that team is shit, bro. You guys got rid of Thiago Silva to get an older and worse Ramos. Don't get me wrong. Ramos all time way better. Ramos great player all time. Ramos great player whatever. But getting rid of Thiago Silva made no sense. Your defense is shit outside of take out take out Marquinhos. Kimpembe, your defense sucks. Your midfield, your midfield sucks. Your attack isn't clicking. Neymar's injured half the time. Mbappe low-key doesn't want to be there. Messi doesn't want to be there. That whole team just needs to blow up, man. There's no chemistry. There is no, bro, PSG. Like, there's, I don't think they are ever going to win it. Like, under this ownership, I think this ownership should probably, is going to pull out soon. 
Under this ownership, they'll never. They don't know what they're doing, man. They keep recruiting players here and there, like they need, like like they need to, yeah, they need to know how to put a team together. Because well, one thing, like you look at last year, for example, this is like, for me, this was like prime prime example. PSG's team on paper has never been stronger than what it was last year and this year, Mm -hmm. in their in their history. This is probably their strongest ever team. But last year, why did you think Madrid beat them? PSG have a way better team. Like, they have a better team. Messi, Mbappe, and all these guys. But what's the issue, man? They're, they don't have the pedigree, bro. They don't have the European pedigree. They don't have, like, they're, it's just, it's like, PSG are basically like Spurs with money. Yeah. Like, yeah, PSG can win League One, stuff like that. But when it really comes down to pressure, when it really comes down to it, man, they fumble each time. I think, yeah, I think one I of the major, like, you, I like to compare Messi playing with Argentina versus Messi playing with PSG. Now, Messi is a great player. He's the greatest of all time. I think we can all agree. Even coming from a Ronaldo fan, I think now it's easy to see Messi is the greatest player of all time, right? But you can see the difference between how Messi plays with Argentina versus how Messi plays with uh, Yeah, the Argentinian team he has isn't even that amazing. Like, the players they have aren't even, like, great, but they know how to work together. It's a a team. It's a team. It's a team. Exactly. They they lose to Saudi Arabia in the first game. And then the only thing that you you heard from after that is, like, we want to win this for Messi. Yeah. That's all they said. And obviously, like, it's not, like, like you could argue, like, yeah, the, oh, you, yeah, your, your dick, only motivation yeah. is to win for Messi. The dick riding but is crazy. It just, I can't lie. It just meant, like, like for me, as, a, as somebody who's just watching it, it just meant this is a team. Right? Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, PSG don't no, have that. I don't think anybody there... Really cares. Like, like it doesn't like, look like they care. No, I feel like nobody is... Everyone, like, I think that's what happens when you go to, like, a farmer's league, to, uh, like, like, League One, is, like... You really... It's so easy to just it's, it's get so complacent. Like, like, PSG has been shit ever since the World Cup. Let's be real. They were they had a strong start to the season. They've been shit ever since the World Cup. Yeah. Okay? Now, you PSG is still like what? Like 13 points on top of the, 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 the league? Yeah, and bro. They don't have to... Like they lost today, but they can still... Like, bro, they don't like... That, they can, they they don't can matter. Probably, that league's a joke. Like no offense to the French league. It's a joke. So like if I'm a player, and I'm not because I'm garbage, but if I was a player, right... And I was playing in a in a league like like the French league with with that little You're probably well, especially with the money they pay for the they pay a lot of money a, for I these players. I wouldn't give a fuck either. I would have no passion. I feel like passion like is the built passion's in, 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 in the passion's built in history, bro. Because if you look at Arsenal, for example. Why do you think they're doing so good now? Because everyone's like, oh, it's the history of yeah, the team. They love to play. Barca's like, the same thing. It's the badge. You know, who the fuck is repping PSG? Before 2012, who was repping PSG? Pochettino and, and Ronaldinho when he was like 12. Well, no motherfucker's no mother like mother going you. around talking about, oh, look at my Eiffel Tower. Everyone's yeah. like, I'm a gunner. I'm, I'm, I'm a red devil. Yeah. I'm, I'm a... Uh, no one's, no one's a spur. But like, you know, I'm a, you know <laughs> I'm a Barca player. I'm a Real player. People say that, PSG, right? there's no... There's Nobody, no, there's no passion. There's, there's, like, Mbappe's no the only... Mbappe is the only one you can maybe say has passion for a team because he was born in Paris. Yeah, I agree. Maybe Kimbembe as well because he's friend. I don't know if he's born in Paris or not, but like you could say, okay, maybe them, but like players like Ramos, Verratti, I know Verratti's been there for a long time, like Neymar, all of them, but do they really have like the passion? Like, were they growing up thinking, oh, I want to play for PSG? I don't one know, day. but it sounds like PSG's no one grows up wanting to home. Yeah, no one grows up wanting to play for PSG. People grow up, they want to play for Man United, Liverpool's, Arsenal's, Barca's, Madrid, Bayern's, AC Milan, Inter Milan. They want to play for those teams. No one, no one grows up. Like back then, thinking I want to play for PSG. Maybe now someone might think that because PSG like are on the map. But like back, a lot of these players when they're growing up, no one wants to play for PSG. But they're they're on the map for having great players that they want money, bro. That don't work. They're on the map for having money, and Mm. I, I as as a fan, I wouldn't want to be like. Known for the team that yeah, has money and doesn't do you shit need with it. you need culture, man. You culture know? is important. Man City has money, right? But Man City do, like no, but even then, Man City has somewhat similar issues to PSG. But the difference is Man City, 
The reason why Man City aren't, let's say, it doesn't happen to them as frequently as PSG where they don't like choke, whatever, as much is because Man City have to do it in a harder league. Mm -hmm. So they're more battle tested. They've been in more pressurized moments. Like Man City, but there's a reason why they never won the Champions League. Last year, Rodrigo comes off Madrid's bench, scores two goals against them in a minute. Where does that come from? It's a mentality thing. None of them have won the Champions League. They don't have a history of doing Mm -hmm. that. So yeah, Man City are better in that aspect than PSG, but still they have it in them. Why? Because there's no culture. Like I said, like no one grows up wanting, like no one grew up back then wanting to play for Man City. Most of Man City's players, like, they weren't fans of Man City as kids. The only ones you can say was a fan of Man City as a kid was probably Holland because his dad played there and Foden. Mm hmm. Like that's silly. None of their players like, like the passion isn't there. You feel me? Yeah. Like for example, Benzema. These guys from Madrid. Like first of all, they grew up obviously idolizing Madrid. Blah blah. But they would die for that badge. Mm-hmm. They would die for. Who the fuck's dying for Man City's badge? It doesn't even look nice. That's bo- kind of cute. Yo, it's a boat. You feel me? It's kind of cute. Yeah, but like, like I, f- I feel what you're saying. I think, I think at the end of the day, um, I, I think that, PSG with a more like. Like I guess passionate ownership. They need with, to with more knowledgeable ownership. They, they could be they, doing a lot more. They need to rebuild. I think PSG needs to build from scratch from there. I think PSG need to basically do what most teams do: just build from your academy, buy a few sensible yeah. signings here and there. Don't go yeah. for the star sign. Notice, no PSG don't have any academy players who play on their team. Yeah, like, that's the thing. They need to establish that because at the end of the day, look at most major teams. A lot of the, like a lot of the best teams you see in Europe right now have players come out of their academy. Arsenal, ha- like. You know, Saka, Martinelli came out of the academy. You know, uh, Reese Nelson, Kedia, Smith Rowe. A lot of these players, you know, came out of the academy. If you look at, for example, Barca, Pedri, Gavi. Well, not Pedri, sorry, but Gavi. He came out of the academy. Araujo came out of the academy. Balde, Ansfati. A lot of these players come out of their academy. Madrid, same thing. You look at Man United, same thing. A lot of these these teams have some academy players in it because you need that you need that to kind of succeed as a team. You can't just go around buying all these players but not knowing how to kind of place them together. I agree. No, no. You feel me? That's, that's the thing. And also, that's part of the reason why you develop a rapport, you develop a love for your team because you yeah. grew up with that team. Like, exactly. It's kind of like this nostalgia thing. Like, you want to play your heart out for this team. Exactly. I don't feel like there's... A, most there of the, those players that play for PSG, I don't feel like they're say, they say themselves, I really want to play my heart out for this team. Yeah, no. Who does, man? What? You play your heart out to do what? Win a League One? You, well, you, know, well, you do that anyway. Motherfucker's still going home making whatever you know a uh, hundred million uh, per season or whatever the fuck they're making yeah. no it's, it's done it's, it's, yeah anyway. uh, the project's done the project's done and i think that uh, this is should be a learning experience now the last thing i did want to talk about before we wrap up is neymar in particular because i told you guys i'm a neymar fan and i just want to know your opinion on where you see neymar playing for or like who you see neymar playing for in the future Either Premier League or back in La Liga. I don't see him going to Italy. That league is way too physical for him. Even maybe Premier League. I see him either back at La Liga or he might just stay and retire in PSG. I don't see him anywhere else. I see, okay. The only team I can see him playing for in uh, Prem is uh, City. I don't know. There's been rumors apparently he might go Chelsea. I don't know. I don't think. I, I, I think mean, that'd be. That, I think that'd be I think stupid. There's a bunch of Chelsea fans talking shit. Uh, I think that'd be La stupid. Liga, La Liga, the only team I see him playing for is Barca. Then again, man, here's the thing, and I know it might sound really stupid. Unless we, if, if we can't get like another left winger, I would take Neymar back. The issue is that, man, if Neymar for Neymar, who the fuck wouldn't take him? My issue is that he's always injured, man. Now, when he was at Barca, he didn't have injury issues like he had at PSG. So I don't know, if, like, 
It's kind of weird, man. His injury yeah, stuff started yeah. when he and joined bro, PSG, which of, is a weird. A lot of players get injured at PSG, and maybe like it's weird, but like maybe they speak for the medical system in yeah. the team. They don't know how to manage their players. They, for, they send them out too early. They, for me, based know, on ability, I'd love Neymar back, but like based on like his injury record, that's where like I'm like. Mm. But then again, I'd be dumb to say no. So yeah. I would. I just I want to see players like Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe yeah. play for leagues that I bro, actually give a shit about. Dog, I saw. I, I saw. Dog, I saw Darren Bent the other. Day. You don't know what the fuck Darren Bent is, right? Yeah, no, no one fucking knows. Uh, Trash ass player. Darren Bent coming out there. They talking about um on Arsenal, he'd be a bench player. He would. He wouldn't be. A, he would. Neymar wouldn't be a starting eleven player. Oh, player. he said Neymar yeah, would yeah. be a bench player in Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Is he fucking stupid? He is. Darren Bent, man. Anyways, well, this guy's bent in the head. All right, guys, that is the. <laughs> conclusion of this episode the I first really one yo the we pre- we appreciate the ones who are here and the ones who will accompany us throughout man you yeah we me? appreciate you guys obviously if you're listening on spotify consider following us um for weekly content we're going to be trying to releasing episodes every week and trying to every, do a similar thing every, where we recap la liga yeah. recap prem everything everything soccer everything football soccer. Sorry, not soccer football man football anything football all that yeah. shit yeah, you know where to find us. You guys man. know where to find us. We'll and link everything on yeah. YouTube and everything, so you know where to follow us. Yes, and yeah, all the links you. will be in the description on YouTube. If you guys want to subscribe, subscribe. If you don't want to, yeah, we'll just go fuck ourselves. But uh, on that note, thank you guys, everyone, and we will see you next week. See you, people. Peace out, guys. Peace.